Yes, yes, people, it is Friday, and that means we get a second episode of Chin Check. Boom! This day, this episode, ah, losing my point. God damn it. Um, yo, we are gonna be looking ahead at Sunday's submission underground 16. Which has the big showdown, Craig Jones against Mason Fowler, the rematch. So we got that. We're going to be talking about MMA journalism, um, the new Venom deal, you know, uh, just a few things, alright? So, um, yeah, let's get into this one, alright? Okay, so Sunday, man, this is going to be fun, you know what I mean? Uh, We get to have UFC on a Saturday, and then relax on a Sunday with some grappling action from, you know, somewhere in Portland. (laughs) So we start off Submission Underground 16. With a um a fun fight, we've got Nick Maximov against Colton Vaughan. Uh, so, um, Maximov is a uh, Nick Diaz Academy protege, uh, and this will be his fourth, I believe. Yeah, his fourth outing at Submission Underground. So, um. He first hit at a submission underground seven, where he uh, lost to Mika Breakfield. He then competed at submission underground 13, and he lost to Joe Biaz. But he came back the next event at 14, and he beat Adam Fugit. Um, yeah, both of those were good fights, you know, um, both good fights, he's also fought, um, in combat jiu-jitsu, you know, he kind of, um, splits his time between MMA and grappling, uh, so yeah, he's, you know, he's had some good fights, he, and even in the MMA fights, he's, you know, he's winning by submission, getting a Kimura, um, triangles, you know, different things like that, so, uh, yeah, we know that he will bring it, and, um, he's going up against Colton Vaughan, who, um, now, Vaughan fought in MMA, right, um, but his last fight wasn't, wasn't, uh, was, um, November 2016, so I th- have the impression that he may have quit and he's just coming back into uh, the grappling circuit, which, uh, yeah, should be interesting. Um, now, looking at his record, uh, there's, I mean, 
there's not really much when it comes to um, submissions for his wins. So I think I'm going to go... And because he's been inactive, you know. So, you know, possibly he he's, you know, going to the... Uh, to the gym, academy, wherever he trains, and he, he's a regular there, and he's, you know, taking names on the mat, who knows, but we know Maximoff is doing his thing, he's competed uh, twice this year already, so I think I'm gonna side with Maximoff in this one, so next up we've got Andrew uh, Gundluck against Mike DeWitt, Okay, so, uh, Gundluk, um, yeah, I don't know, not really much of a record, like he's got an amateur MMA fight, but that's all it seems to be showing, um, and that amateur fight was way back in 2014, so... Again, I kind of feel that maybe he's taking a step away and he's just doing his thing on the grappling circuit. Uh, now, on the flip, okay, so DeWitt, he, um, he fought at Submission Underground 7 where he beat uh, Joe Bies via armbar in overtime. So, uh, yeah. You know, it was a while ago, but there's that. So I think I'm probably going to side with um, DeWitt. I mean, this is what happens when, you know, you don't get a full... You don't get access to a full record. But hey-ho. Um, so next up, we got Jess Brooke against Logan Skinner. Okay, so... Um, now, Brooke, he's very active. Uh, he's got a 23 and 9 MMA record. Um, eight, but he, he last fought in 2017. It was a win. Um, I mean, looking at his fights, I see one rear naked choke win. Um, but a lot of the others, it doesn't really give a, a form of victory, so, um, yeah, not quite sure, um, but yeah, you know, he's fought all over, he's fought in, um, World Series of Fighting, Bellator, so we know he's experienced, okay, and, uh, yeah, Skinner, we, um, Skinner, he's, this will be his third fight at Submission Underground, he fought at Submission Underground 10, where he beat Bradley Bentley, and at 12, where he lost to Chris, uh, Chris Sunshine, um, in overtime, so that was in March this year, so I think I'm gonna go with, you know, Skinner <laughs> for uh, that confrontation. 
Okay. Okay, so next up we got Alex Lamy against Lee Flores, which yeah should be a uh, a fun one. Um, now Lamy, he um, he he's showing his last fight was against Carlos Sivert. Uh, which he lost. That was in 2019. Um, now Flores. He fought at Submission Underground 12. Where he lost to Dan Stoner. Via Rear Naked Choke. Um, which wasn't a bad fight. If I remember correctly. Um... Yeah. So I you know what I think I'm going to uh I'm gonna go with Flores in um in that one. Yeah. I think that's probably a, a, a good way to go. So I think I think we might be on the main card now. So we've got Andy uh, Vala against Hunter Colvin. Okay. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a fun fight. You know, um, Vala fought Cody Steele um, in the last submission underground. And, uh, yeah, that went to overtime, you know, and, and then the thing is, Vala was, yeah, he was pushing it, but Cody was able to hold him off and then get the win in overtime, but, uh, yeah, Vala was looking good, he fought, uh, Mikey Gonzalez at, um, Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds, Last year in August, and he got a win via guillotine choke. You know, so we know he can, um, yeah, he can do his thing. He's got a, you know, some submission wins under his belt, his 10th planet, and uh, all of that. So, we, um, we know Colvin, he, uh, Colvin fought at, um, Submission Underground 15, um, he was in the tournament, so he, uh, you know, he started off, he beat Adam Bradley, um, but he lost to Roberto Jimenez um, in the next round. And Jimenez, you know, remember, he got to the final. So um, I believe he gets the next shot at uh, um, Oh, my God. <laughs> Craig. He gets the next shot against Craig Jones. Man, the name just... Ugh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know. Uh, 
I think though, right? I I I think I'm gonna go with Vala. Yeah, I think he's gonna be a good ass fight for sure. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Vala. Okay, so next up, this is a fight I am definitely looking forward to. We got Richie Boogeyman Martinez against Kevin Casey. Ooh, I mean, this is going to be good, right? Um, Now, Casey, we last saw him. Um, He challenged... uh, Craig Jones in uh you know underground twelve um which he you know he lost via heel hook um I think he was the first person to take Craig out of the you know the first minute so um yeah you know he was able to do that he 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 does have a win over Micah Breakfield at uh, Submission Underground 9. So, yeah, you know, like, we know that Casey has a good pedigree, right? He's definitely got a good pedigree. But, but, now that's the question, right? He's fighting the Bookie Man, man. Fighting Richie Martinez. Now, Richie did lose um, to Austin Vanderfeld at, um, you know, Underground 13. But Richie has been in there with everyone. He beat Craig, um, Jake Shields at 11. You know, he got the... Um, got the... You know, he was able to sub... Sakuraba at Quintet 2. I mean, like, yeah, I can't bet against the boogeyman. So, yeah, my money is on Richie to uh, get the win here. Uh, So then we go to Mika Breakfield against Jake Ellenborough. Which um yeah should be a fun fight. Uh now Jake's had a bit of a tough time at uh, underground, right? He um he he lost to Ben Eagle, um, but he, you know he was frustrated with that one, so he stuck around, and he went against. Gabriel Checo in the next event, um, which, you know, he, he lost that one as well, now, Checo was a lot bigger than him, um, I think Igle was as well, now, he did beat, um, Diego Sanchez, at Submission Underground 8, so, you know, he does have submission skills, See, but the problem is, he's going against Mika Breakfield, right? And, yeah, I, I, I can't bet against uh, Breakfield, man. He's just, 
I think he's just got a bit too much. Got a bit too much. Now, he 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 was unsuccessful in his last two outings. He um he lost to Austin Vanderfeld at eleven and Gabriel Checker at ten. But you know, I that that's that's nothing to uh, you know. Bow your head to both are very tough competitors. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with um, Maker for the win here. Uh, the next fight, next fight is a it, it should be good, but I'm yeah, it's a bit unfortunate because um, Gillian Robinson was meant to be fighting Amanda Lewin. But I guess Robinson has to pull out because, you know, she trains with Dean Thomas now. And uh, Dean, um, yeah, he got COVID. He got the vapors. So I guess that's why she's no longer at the event because, yeah, she possibly could have it as well. But... In uh, Robinson's place, we've got Aaron Hurley uh, as a replacement. Um, and, yeah, you know, Hurley, she fought at um, last year's ADCCs. You know, she won against uh, F. George, but she lost the next fight against Jenna Bishop. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is it's gonna be a tough one, right? It's gonna be a tough one. Um, because you know, Lewin, she's no joke, right? We 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 saw. Her beat Jessica I at the last um, underground. And I think, yeah, I think she's probably going to take this one as well. So, yeah, my manny is on, uh, you know, Amanda to do her thing. Which leaves us to the main event. We've got. Mason Fowler against Craig Jones too, and I, I figure everyone must know the story, right? So they um they fought at uh yeah last year's ADCCs on day one, and Craig won, but you know Mason was just like yeah. I had three points that weren't given, and Craig, yeah, he he agreed. He agreed, even though he he won the match by guillotine, right? So um, yeah, Craig was like, uh, hey, let him be part of the tournament at Submission Underground fifteen. That's what happened. Mason won it. And now they get to fight. But. Here's the thing. Here is the thing. ADCs. It's a different rule set. 
You know, it's a completely different rule set. It's points where submission underground is, yeah, it's EBI rules. So it's just about the submission. Right, so now, Fowler did compete at the last event. You know what I mean? He had three fights. Yeah, it would be three fights, right? Three fights. They all went to overtime. You know? Which is... Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But we know how good Craig is. And he has had so much experience under this rule set. And I think that's going to give him the edge. Because, you know, he just... He knows how to work it, right? He's been doing this for so damn long now, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's going to be tough. Like, he knows what Craig can do. They fought before. But I will say about that fight again, yes, you know, he, he had three points that... He um, wasn't given But obviously Under that rule set Under the point system Craig would have been fighting completely differently So I, I'd suspect That the, the Craig Jones He goes up against on Sunday Is going to be a different Craig Right And that was last year And we've seen Man, we've seen what Craig has done over the last few weeks. Well, a few weeks. I mean, I mean more like months, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's just rolled through oof, so many motherfucking people. You know? Started off with Kevin Casey in March. April. Vinnie Magalhaes. Then... Um, in May, Wagner Roche. And in June, Gabriel Checo. That's not bad, right? That is not bad. All different skill sets, all different styles. So it, it's meant Craig has just really at the home known skills and fighting so regularly. You know, he, he's just been rolling all the time, just practicing, and we know who he rolls with. <laughs> yeah, he, he rolls with the fucking death squad. So, yeah, you know, I ain't betting against Craig friggin' Jones. That would be ridiculous. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a repeat. It's going to be a different fight, though. It's definitely going to be a different fight. Um, but yeah, Craig ain't losing. Craig ain't losing. Alright, it's going to be fun though. I am uh, very much looking forward to this. It's the uh, aperitif to hopefully a fun Fight Island debut. So we go to from Fight Island to Submission Island. Alright, whoo, cannot wait people, cannot wait Alright, so here's something that, you know, I've just noticed Like, it's been a thing, 
Gearing has been a thing for a while, but it has just gotten worse and worse and worse. And that is MMA journalism. Like, I, I can no longer, like, go to sites like Bloody Elbow because the, the articles they write are just one-sided. It's a mess. It's a mess. The I mean, recently I remember seeing a piece where they um well there was a couple of pieces. One was saying that you know the Fight Island promos were just Dana White propaganda and they're rubbish. And Fight Island is just trash. Another article was going on about it was just as Gilbert Burns tested positive. So we didn't know Mastaval was stepping in at the time. And they were just like, oh, yeah, and the Fight Island cards, all their cards are basically rubbish. There were only two fights they were looking forward to, and one of them has gone because Burns tested positive. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? The cards. There's some great fucking fights on those cards. And, and it's mad disrespectful to be like, all the cards are trash. You've got some great fighters on all of those cards. You know, and the reason Fight Island even exists is so the European fighters... And non-US fighters can fight, can compete, can make money. Because you think about it, right? The UFC could have just stayed in the apex. Could have stayed in the apex. Just used American-based fighters. And just brought in new fighters to compete. And done it like that. Would have been a lot cheaper. Would have been a hell of a lot cheaper. To allow the other fighters on the roster make money, they did Fight Island. And obviously, it means you don't burn out all of the American talent. You can kind of spread things out, give people rest, all of that. Right? It makes sense. But they didn't have to do it. But they did it. Right? So, you're, you're giving people money. You're helping them survive because nothing else is fucking open right now. But you've got some, you know what I mean, vindictive little keyboard warrior wanting just to say it's terrible, it's a waste of time, every card is bad. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You've got other people going that, you know, the whole... Covid testing isn't good enough Like What do you want? <laughs> you know Really Everyone's getting te- Like everyone got tested Before They even flew out Right Then they're having to quarantine And everything And we've seen People test p- positive They're pulled Right Even like If If the coaches 
test positive. Oftentimes the fighters, if they were traveling with the coach, they're pulled as well. You know, like it seems pretty fucking comprehensive. And I, I saw something um, the other day where they're talking about, okay, you know, even though, right, so fighters are getting tested after the events, right, that's supposedly not good enough. That's still not good enough, right? And they're saying that, you know, they should make all the fighters quarantine again and then test them before they go to their families. And it's just like, look... When they get back from Fight Island, they're tested, okay? Now, the travel, because, you know, it's not like they're dumped in a COVID-filled spot, right? So, their travel home from Vegas, it is kind of like, you know, their their daily interactions, regardless, you know, you might pick it up. You know, it's, it's, there's only so much someone can do. And, look, fine. You, I'm not saying you can't criticise. You know what I mean? Because that's fair. But you should then also, you know what I mean, just point out the things that, yeah, no, that's done well. You know? Yeah, that was good. But all they don't want to do that. And I've seen like people like Brett Okamoto. Now, he was apprehensive at first about the restart and everything. But he's just like, look, from everything I've seen, it's pretty comprehensive. And yeah, I've, I've, I feel that it's being done in a safe way. And I respect that kind of point of view because, you know, Yet you you wondered, you wondered about how everything would be, but after seeing it, you know, after reading everything, you're just like, yeah, no, I have to acknowledge that it's being done in the right way. But there's just so many people that just seem to, you know, just write these pieces because they hate Dana or the US or something, something. So it's just negative, negative, negative. Like Paige Van Sant has come out and saying she wants a test free agency um, because she feels she's not paid enough. Right. And everyone's like, yeah, Paige should be paid more. Definitely Paige should be paid more. And it's just like, hey. Is any no? I don't think I've seen anyone kind of break it down, right? Paige is going saying that yeah, she hasn't. She could have got a normal job, and made the same money she's made in the last six years. But then you have to think, how many fights has Paige won in that period, and how many fights has she even had? Like she's been injured a lot. She's been injured a lot. And she's lost a good few fights. It's not like she's on a, you know, unbeaten streak or anything like that. You can't say Paige Van Sant is a top-tier fighter. She just is not. Like, you, you can compare her to a lot of the other fighters on the card. And you're just like, yeah, no, they're better. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's just a sim. It's as simple as that. She is not one of the best fighters, so she can't really. I mean, look. Yes, she can want more money, but like, does she deserve it? And I don't see anyone break it down in that sense. You know, just, just talk about it in a logical way. Right, you can. Everyone can say yes. Fighters should be paid more, right? But let's look at what they bring to the table, and talk about it in that respect as well. Yo, let's be fair about it. But no, people just want to straight away go. All right, no, yes, UFC is tight. UFC is robbing everyone. Ba 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 ba. Look, no one. No one has actually seen the whole economics. Everyone just goes, they signed this deal with these people and this deal with those people. So obviously it means no one breaks it down, right? And no, I, I don't believe in any of these, you know, discussions. The people seem to point out that the fact the fighters are given free food, right? I don't know. I know it's not. Every single fighter on a card, but I know a good portion of them get free meals, right, to help with their weight cuts and all of that. Plus, you know, anyone can go to, to PI, anyone can go to the PI, get free treatment, free food while they're there, free training, you yeah, and... That applies to their training partners and everything like that. So, if you wanted to go, okay, the money goes up, but then all of those things they've got to pay for. You know what I mean? What does that look like? You know, but break that shit down. And let's also think, right? People go, oh... Fighters don't make as much as like an NFL player and blah, blah, blah. Just think about how long all of those sports have been around. You know what I mean? You have to think about all of that. And then the infrastructure that brings. Yo, that is very significant. Right? So the, that kind of structure isn't there for martial arts. So all of those things need to be created. Right? So I am sure the money will go up as time goes on. And I think it's a fair thing to say that the money definitely has gone up since the start. So... You know, I just want fair discussions. I'm I don't expect them all to say, yes, everything is great and blah blah blah, but just give a fair discussion. Like no one seemed to point out that the PFL cut a whole heap of fighters. Like there was plenty of articles written that the oh the PFL are giving fighters a stipend over this period. But the PFL also cut about half of its roster at the same time. You know, saying, oh, yes, we're, we're allowing you to go fight for other organisations. There are no other organisations right now. So that's a pretty shitty thing to say. You know, no one 
had anything to say about that. Right? No one has had anything to say to the fact that Bellator, no events. Right? They got Paramount behind them. So you're kind, you kind of have to think that they could be doing what the UFC is doing. But they're not. So all their fighters aren't making any money. No one's talking about that. So all I would like are fair, nuanced conversations. That's it. Fair, nuanced conversations. I don't think that's too hard. So, you know, but as I know that's not going to happen, I'm just avoiding some of these websites because I just think it's kind of laughable. Uh, um, a lot of the pieces that are getting written, you know, it's not journalism, people. It really isn't. It's a joke. Hey, some other news, which is pretty interesting. So, Venom is going to be the new provider of um, UFC Apriel. Apriel? 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 And, um, yeah, Fighter Gear. Um, starting in... Ursh. When is it starting? I think it's um like uh next year. So it's April yes, April twenty twenty one. Um which should be interesting, right? Because Venom have been around for ages and they've made like, you know, training shit. You know, I I had a a ven I had a real nice venom um rash vest actually, short sleeved, blue and grey, which is like yeah, mad comfortable. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the thing, right? I understand why Reebok was chosen because you know UFC were were trying to um show that they're a, a mainstream sport. Right, so you get onto ESPN, you sign a huge deal with Reebok, that that all helps solidify who you are. But Reebok, you know, they don't make MMA stuff. So moving now to a you know a more specific provider in that field, yeah. It makes sense. You know, this this is like I think this is a sensible thing to do. And you see a lot of people going, it's a step backward. Who are venom? And it's just like people, you don't know fucking sport. You don't you know what I mean you don't know MMA then if you don't know who they are, right? You ain't trained. So <laughs> you're an idiot, basically. Um, I think a, an interesting part of this deal is that supposedly the fighters who received, you know, basically all the money from Reebok, that they will get 
more money through this deal. And although the deal itself isn't as much reportedly, and I think it's for for less years. So I believe the Reebok deal was seven years, right? And I think this is less. I, it doesn't seem to um, indicate how many. But the Reebok deal, which was worth 70 million, okay, that wasn't all money. So a part of that deal was um, products, right? And so I know that, you know, they sent out a lot of trainers and hoodies and stuff like that. So, yeah, fighters received, you know, trainers and shit. But, you know, not as, like, so not as much money. So, this deal, it's all cash. So, yeah, that means the fighters' money will go up. Which... You know, that's always a good thing, right? It will be interesting as well if we're going to see a change to the gloves. Because I know that... Um, I can't think of his name. Gaethje's coach. He's, you know, he's got a great design for, a, a, you know, the glo- the glove... Um, I I know he's trying to negotiate something, but um, yeah, be interesting to see if we're gonna see any changes in that department, or if it's just straight up the uniform. But uh, yeah, you know I'm interested, and I do like the uniform, right? I do like the uniform because when you watch fights in other places like watching Invicta last week and it was fun don't get me wrong the fighting is good but sometimes you have fighters facing each other and they're in the same color stuff they're both in black like one might have a slight diff slight you know a white trim but it, it can be confusing you know if they're both say um brunettes and you're looking and it's like, wait, who's, oh, what's going, who's got who? So the, the uniform helps you, um, you know, just split up who's fighting, right? So, yeah, I like the uniform. It's, it's a clean look, you know. It's a bit more professional. So, will, but will, you know, will we see um, new additions like... The gym logo on the shorts. You know, just little things like that. Maybe there'll be an area for sponsorship. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, we'll find out. Well, we'll definitely find out April next year. But I imagine um, the kits will be unveiled at some point before then. But, uh, yeah, it's all good, people. It is all good. Okay, so, um, yo, that's the episode, people Um, we're gonna run through some news before we bounce Okay, uh, a couple of things, right So, everyone made, well, 
all the um the the main event made way right so we have got the title fights happening this saturday kamaro Jorge, alexander max and peter jose right so that's all going down and for the most part everyone else made way apart from a couple of people all right so Rulan Paviev, um, he missed the, uh, you know, the flyweight, he didn't make the 126, which was the allowance, he came in at 129, so the fight is still gonna go ahead against, um, Zagalas Zagamugov, um, but, He's giving up 20% of his purse. Also, Vanessa Mello, oosh, she came in ha, ha, heavy, right? She came in at 141 for her bantamweight fight against Carl Rosa. Um, the fight is still going to go ahead. Rosa was fine, she accepted it, and she's going to be getting 30% of the purse. Alright, so, um, some news. Well, we, we mentioned Bellator earlier, um, it sounds like they are trying to, um, yeah, restart their promotion on July 24th. Um, it, yeah, it seems like it's gonna be a, um, a joint event with Showtime Boxing, which kinda makes sense because, um, Espinosa is now overseeing Bellator, right? So, um, yeah, I feel, think they just need to get everything signed off and then that can go ahead at the Mohican Sun. Which, um, hey, the Mohican Sun, they've just opened things up successfully. So, um, yeah, we'll see if that actually happens. And um, some interesting news. So, the um, Invicta Strawweight Champion, uh, it's an, Kanako Morata. Uh, she has just signed a contract with the UFC. Alright, so um, Morata, she um, she won the belt at Invicta 38 against Emily Duchot, which it was a split decision. And I did feel Duchot probably won, but you know, um, Kanata, she, she's been fighting uh, well. She's 11 and 1, you know, uh, her record. So, hey, not a bad addition to the um, UFC strawweight division. It'll be interesting to see when she debuts and what she'll be able to do in the promotion, you know. Um, so, let's look at some of these fights. So, um, July the 15th card We've seen a couple of changes On this one Um So uh We got We got um Kom Komzat Chimev 
has stepped in to replace Dusko Tudorik and he will now be fighting John Phillips um, it's going to be a middleweight fight um, so Chimez is currently 6-0 and oh. uh, And on the same card We're getting a, a light heavyweight bout Between Jorge Gonzalez uh, Against Kenneth Berth Interestingly enough That fight was meant to happen On uh, the Tito Liddell free card but it got cancelled. So, um, yeah, could be interesting. Now, on the 18th of July, um, we've got a change to that card. Uh, so, we are now having um, Tagir Ugombekov. Against Oleskandor uh, Doskalok I know I butchered that So um, yeah It's a flyweight bout And um, yeah It's a replacement bout Because Malcolm Gordon And Amir Alabazi Both had to withdraw On the 25th of July Um we're going to be having um, John Casadana step in to fight Nathan Wood. Uh, this is because Umar Numamegadov has obviously had to withdraw. Um, and also on the card, Nicholas Stoyoys will now be facing Ramzan Imev uh, at heavyweight Stolos is going to be replacing Shavkat Ramachov yeah I don't know if I pronounced that correctly um, and finally on UFC uh, 253 uh, looks like Mackenzie Dern will be fighting uh, Randa Marcos Which, um, yeah, that'll be an interesting fight Dern's coming off a win Marcos, I believe, is coming off a loss So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what can happen But, yo, we have got some good fights coming up for sure But, people, it's all about Saturday Fight Island is here UFC 251 God damn it I cannot wait And uh, yeah Let's see what happens And don't forget people Submission Underground 16 The next day So it's a great weekend of fights And um Yo And then it all starts again on the 15th So um Yeah Let's Hey Let's just enjoy, right? So, um, yo, enjoy the fights, people. And uh, we will speak again shortly. Peace.